Jesus said to his disciples, In those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches become tender and sprouts leaves, leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only God. And this is the Gospel of the Lord. Jesus Christ. When I came back into the Jesus path, via the charismatic renewal in the Catholic Church, the first thing I went to was the Gospel of John and Revelations. Come to find out, everybody else that was coming into the Jesus path, the first thing they do is run to Revelations and talk about the end times. <laughs> is that not... Do we know people who have done that and focused on that? And it took a long time because it's such a mystery. It was a vision that John had. You know, it was a, a journey into non-ordinary reality that John was experiencing when he saw all of these images. And um, this this doesn't come from Revelations. This comes from Mark. And and you know, Jesus was addressing that whole notion that okay, now the Messiah is here. Remember, he's Jewish, and that that is the culmination of what they are waiting for, right? Is the Messiah to come. And and everybody is, is beginning to think, perhaps Jesus might just be the Messiah. Uh, of course, we know that it was about 50 years after his death that he finally got the title of God of God, Lord of Lords, Son, you know. Uh, before that, he was considered uh, uh, a good rabbi, uh, uh, a holy man, maybe a prophet, a good teacher. But he was talking about what happens, look at this metaphorically, what happens when we have a conversion experience? You know, when we get this cosmic aha, you know, this is truth on the spiritual level for me. In those days, what usually precedes that? Some kind of crisis, some kind of tribulation, right? Some kind of wondering what it's all about. In those days, after the tribulation, the sun will darken and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Everything that we know, when we have that conversion experience, everything that we know and believed and proclaimed is up for grabs, right? The sun is no longer shining in the sky. The moon is no longer giving its light. The stars are falling from the sky. Everything is coming down because something has shifted in me and I am seeing the world in a whole different way or I'm seeing my path in a whole different way. Is that kind of a common experience that Mm -hmm. we all have? 
Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds and the ends of the earth to the ends of the sky. All of a sudden, things become clear, right? Things become clear. All of a sudden, the film... When I had uh, a born-again experience, um, which led me back into the charismatic renewal, it, it looked and felt like this cellophane film was just being pulled off of me and I could see clear. I mean, it was just amazing. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. You know, when we, when we want that spiritual awakening, where do we tend to look? <laughs> you know, we, very rarely in our culture do we look down to get a spirit, spiritual experience unless you have to be in an earth-based tradition. But there it is, the Son of Man coming. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches become tender and sprout leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Where is that gate? Remember what Jesus taught. When you want to commune with God, go inside. Go into your closet. There is the gate, the heart gate, the spirit gate. We have one in the back between our shoulder blades. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when you don't feel right, your shoulder blades are like, ee, you know, that's the reason. When the branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. When we are in that conversion experience, when we are in that awakening experience, don't we sprout new leaves? Don't we tend to go out and, you know, if we can afford it, buy new clothes or something for the living room or something to signify materially, something to signify the change that's happening inside, right? Maybe get a new hairdo, whatever it happens to be. In the same way, when you see these things happening, when we feel that change within us and we we know that something is stirring... Know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you. This generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away. When we have that change, that change of perspective, doesn't everything change? Mm -hmm. Even our perception of the world around us? Mm -hmm. But my words will not pass away. Remember, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Nothing came into being that was not coming through the word. And we also know words have power. When we have that word within us, but my words, what are those words? Love one another. I'm coming to teach you how to live. This Holy Spirit is within you and is your teacher. You have the Holy Spirit within you. Go out and be that to all the world. That will not pass away. No matter what else happens, once we have that awareness Things can come in our lives and distract us or pull us this way and pull us that way, but that word will not pass away. Always the seed is within us. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only God. And if you think about when you've had those conversion experiences, were they expected? I mean, could you, okay, at 3 o'clock, I'm going to have a major, major you know, breakthrough here spiritually, and I'm just going to get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, here it comes. You know, nobody knows except God. And why? It's because we have that within us. That's our cue. 
And so this whole reading, all of Revelation, um, who was the woman, the actress? Shirley MacLaine. Remember her breakthrough experiences and how she wrote about it very freely and got slammed? She also wrote in one of her books, and I confess I have not seen it, but somebody was telling me about this, that she believed that the seven seals in Revelations were the chakras, the awakening, the opening of the chakras. I thought, well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, but when you look at this writing, this is metaphorical stuff. When he says, everything, everything that I'm saying here, this generation will experience, well, he's talking to people that are having spiritual awakenings, right? And, and I don't know where to go with that, but it just makes sense to me. When I hear people talking about the end times, you know, yes, but what's ending? And in place of that, what is beginning? And we can get hooked into the end time. Oh my God, I had this religious experience. The reason I had it was my life was, and they go back into the history and forget the grace and the blessing of the moment of that transformation. And so there's a lot of talk out there right now about end times, about, you know, um, just end time stuff. And I just invite us to remember, before there was original sin, this is from Matthew Fox, there was original blessing. And that's, we are there. We are in that original blessing. And as it was written, let me find it. But this one offered one sacrifice for sins and took his seat forever at the right hand of God, which is metaphorical of a position of power and authority. Now he awaits. He is made perfect forever, those who are being consecrated. Once we come to understand who we truly are and what we hold within us, the power and the wisdom and the spirit of God, is within each of us, that spark of the divine. Once we come to that realization, we are no longer bound to what everybody else wants to call sin. That, that is not in our reality anymore. We do things that are considered pretty nutty and not okay, but we're always drawn back. Remember, the word will never leave. It will not pass away. We are always brought back into that alignment with the Spirit of God because that is who we are. And so uh, in the second reading in Hebrews, um, it's interesting the book of Hebrews really is written differently from the rest of the books because this is written by Peter in that community and that was a Jewish community, a Jewish mystical community. So, um, you know, by one offering... When we celebrate the Eucharist, when we're at the table of God, theologically, metaphysically, and liminally, we are at the original Last Supper. And that's why uh, some, uh, like the Roman Church, really elevates the priest to an unbelievable (laughs) expectation because the belief is that they are embodying Jesus because this is the last the original last supper my my thought on that is we are all Jesus in this moment uh, celebrating that but he has made perfect forever those who are being consecrated we cannot 
We cannot fail. We can't. It's, it's impossible. Given who we are, what we have within us, and what we know in our, in our collective wisdom, we cannot fail. And if we can remember that and bring that into the world, that's where we can be a healing presence. Because when we come, become aware of that, when we are being consecrated, when we are becoming aware of that, the humility of what that really means settles into our soul. And then our response is one of love and compassion. And it cannot be anything else. It's impossible. We can pretend and come up with all kinds of you know, scenarios and reasons, blah, 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 but at the core of who we are, it's impossible. Took his seat forever. Where is the right hand of God within? Where is that within us? Where is that seat of the Christ consciousness within us? And the knowing that with that within us and who we are as beautiful creation, we cannot fail in our love and compassion for our brothers and sisters. Any thoughts?